This show is for every woman who has accepted pain and discomfort as inherent to being a woman, or who has denied any part of themselves to make it or feel accepted. Women of reproductive age have been left out of a lot of research because our bodies and our hormones are considered too complicated. What is worse is this idea trickles down to education, leaving most women with very little information about how their bodies work. Not only are we not taught how our bodies work, but once you start asking questions, it is surprisingly difficult to find answers. I believe that every woman deserves to know how her body works, to recognize when symptoms arise, and to feel confident in her inner voice. Because the pain, the mood swings, and the hormones are not your problem. They're your body's messengers. I am here to confront and change narratives around being a woman, being hormonal, and yes, PMSing. I'm your host, Brianna Villegas, and welcome to My Hormone Rants. Hey friend, welcome back. Over the past couple of weeks, we've been kind of digging into how our cycle and our hormones interact with our brain and key systems in our body, and it's been a little technical, a little sciencey. But now that we have that foundation, I want to shift into how these things and how these shifts and transitions and hormone changes show up in our lives. What does it look like? How do we know when it's happening to us? And really answering the questions, how does it feel? How does it look? And so today we're going to talk about ways that these hormone transitions show up in our relationships, starting with the menstrual phase. During this time of your month, hormones are at their lowest, and the connection between the two hemispheres of your brain are the strongest. And so this is the perfect recipe for you being really clear on what boundaries should be in your life, where they should be, with who they should be, and how everyone around you is crossing them. And when we're on autopilot, we often end up being really reactive and having a short fuse, feeling really strongly towards other people in how they're affecting us or we can get really dismissive of our own needs and try to push past it push through it make excuses for everyone around us except for ourselves and this is obviously the most easy of all the phases to notice or to know that you're in this window because you're actively bleeding we're all familiar with that edge that can come with our period. But when we're thinking about how that interacts with relationships, particularly starting with, you know, a spouse, partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, or kids, people that live in your home, what it feels like is often higher irritability, especially by requests or demands on your time and energy, despite how reasonable the request may be more likely to be sensitive to feedback and may even hear it as more critical than it was intended um, or than another time in your cycle and you may feel a stronger desire to do the things that you like to do the way you like to do it and really it's this hyper awareness of your own needs that comes up But as it comes in conflict with people who live in your home, who have their own set of individual needs, that tension is going to feel stronger and heightened. When it comes to friendships, you may feel a desire to sort of pull away to feeling a little less social and wanting to hibernate for a few days. 
Or alternatively, you might find yourself seeking out sort of your core group of girlfriends to vent. You may feel something a little bit freeing um, with PMSing, kind of giving sort of a permission to be unfiltered. But this point in your cycle is such a powerful moment that's really inviting you in to find clarity in the ways that you're either not setting boundaries, not holding boundaries with yourself or with other people, or ways that you're not asking for support that you need or previous requests maybe have not been followed through on. So it's this magical moment of clarity on like, this does not work for me, especially when you're feeling yourself getting in this pattern, maybe you're having the same fights every month, maybe, you know, the same area in your home is really disrupting your energy month after month. Maybe it's certain friendships that are just not serving you or have not grown with you and you feel that that tension of pulling apart. You know, what do you do with this information? So in this phase, the golden rules are one, to practice asking for and accepting help and support. But when doing this, focusing it in on what do I need in this moment? Do I need a five-minute break? Do I need to step outside? Do I need something from you more actively? And practice asking for those specific things. And you can start small here. Asking for help is something that may be really difficult for you and definitely has been for me in the past and has been such a journey to even get to the point of asking for help and then a whole nother journey in learning to accept the help and support that was available. The second golden rule is more of a don't. Don't start conversations about your broader boundaries that you feel are being crossed or more systematic lack of support that you're seeing. More and more conversations now are happening around mental load and how women often carry more of this, the scheduling of doctor's appointments, the planning vacations. And that would be an example of something that's more systematic. Like this is something, this is a bigger conversation. And those are the conversations to make a note of, like this is something that needs to be addressed, but waiting to have that conversation until you're in a place for that to be a productive conversation that isn't in that reactive place of just venting all of your rage and feelings and then also being extra sensitive if someone gives that back to you. The one caveat is that if there's a conversation you've been needing to have, maybe there's a friendship that is no longer going in the same direction or has become toxic Maybe it's a relationship that you need to end. Maybe it is a very serious point of you've had conversations over and over about sharing responsibilities in the home or needing a different level of support and those haven't been listened to. If you're in these situations where this is, you know this is a thing that has to happen, you can also see that window of that, that additional sort of no BS attitude that you get Um, when you're on your period to help you follow through and have the conversation and and make sure that it's understood at the intensity and degree that it may be necessary for the situation. Then when you move into the follicular phase, which is about the week to 10 days after your period, 
leading up to ovulation where estrogen is rising and peaking. Serotonin production is also on the rise, so you're starting to feel good. And with that boost in energy, you might also experience a boost in motivation and optimism. However, what happens when you're on autopilot is this type of positive, optimistic energy can quickly shift into people-pleasing. And we almost experience this form of hormonal amnesia where that estrogen kicks in, the serotonin kicks in, and all of a sudden we forget about all of the boundaries and support that we didn't receive the week before because obviously we're fine, we can handle anything. We also tend to have this hormonal amnesia about our own behavior and the things that we said and the things that happened that week before. So we might see this come up with this, you know, think about whether it's a friendship or, you know, a partner of a relationship that you've been kind of questioning whether you can really keep going with this or or pursue this further or just like be in it and engage. And where last week you may have been like, that's it. I can't do this anymore. It's over. And then the next week you're like, oh, but this person has all of these good qualities. They're they're trying, they're making this effort, they're making that effort, or they said they're going to make an effort. And you start to feel like it's not as urgent and it's not as much of a problem. And your focus really shifts to the future where you're no longer worried about, you know, these sort of little naggy things, nagging red flags And instead are like, well, let's, you know, have a glass of wine or a cocktail and let's look at houses we can't afford on Zillow. Or let's pick out baby names or let's plan that trip six months from now. You might also feel some frustration around your normal routine. You might find yourself saying things like, I just feel like we're stuck in a rut. Or we always do the same things, right? Date night's always the same. But this is the phase that there's usually the least amount of complaints about because you have this little magic window where all of the hormones you want to be on the rise are on the rise, but not too much yet, and everything's just looking really good, and you just have more energy, and you feel leaner and lighter because you're not as bloated anymore, and it's a great time to fit in those extracurriculars, you know, let's take on the first date, double dates, girls night out, play dates, doing all the things. But this is such a powerful moment in your cycle when you can use it to look ahead and help set you up for the support that you are going to need as you circle back, you know, to your period again. So the first golden rule for the follicular phase is to lean in this week, but pace out future commitments. An unconscious self-sabotage is planning your social calendar, saying yes to parties, saying yes to trips, saying yes to activities when you're in this energy, but for the future without a thought to the energy that you're going to have when that commitment actually comes due. So you want to be leaning in hard and taking on those extracurriculars that, that feel good and are fun, but as you get requests and as things come in, having an eye to the future and where does this fall in my month and will this be a yes then? And the second golden rule is to use this window of time 
to start the conversation and negotiation around boundaries and support that you will be needing in the upcoming weeks. Because your estrogen and serotonin are so high, you're going to be the least sensitive to feedback and your feelings about the situation or the boundary that needs to be set won't feel as heightened. So this is a magic moment in your cycle to introduce these big conversations, maybe these hard conversations, but also being open to hear the other person's experience in the process as well so that you can negotiate something that's going to work moving forward. Or if it's an ending situation where you'll be the least sensitive to someone's reaction to the boundary, which is often why we don't follow through, right? We're not prepared to actually detach from the other person's response, which, you know, is their right to feel something about the boundary. But that doesn't mean that the boundary is bad or the boundary shouldn't be there. The final phase is luteal. So in the 10 to 14 days leading up to your period, estrogen and serotonin are dropping and progesterone becomes the more dominant hormone here. And with that comes a shift towards a more inward focused and increased attention to detail. So when we're on autopilot, we may feel sensitive and reactive. And when our hormones are imbalanced, or maybe we have a higher sensitivity to it, that's when we may experience varying degrees of PMS or PMDD. But how this phase often shows up in our relationships is, you know, that day you wake up and you're just like, we're cleaning the house, we're spring cleaning, we're doing it all, and we're doing it right now. Like, everybody up, we're doing this, right? Or the the irritation at things like the toothpaste cap not being on or the socks that are lying right next to the hamper, the stack of papers that's been sitting there all month and it just this urgency that this has to go, this has to be done. And honestly, I think one of the easiest ways, one of the best hacks I have for knowing what phase you're in to look at your junk drawer and notice your response where you're like, oh, look, that thing I've been looking for. You might be in for like your inoculatory phase. If you're like, all right, this has got to go, come get what you want before I throw it all in the garbage. Like none of this is necessary. There's a good chance you're in luteal. And then if you open that drawer and you kind of just want to cry because half of the stuff in there has an actual home where it belongs, but no one seems to put it back where it goes. Yeah. Then you might be heading into uh, your period and menstrual phase. But with other relationships outside of the home with family or friends, you might notice this in relation to, you know, girls night out or planning a trip together where you might have this like sudden urgency to know the exact details of where you'll be staying, when you check in, when you check out, where you're going to eat and at what intervals will you be eating. Like when you start getting real focused on those kinds of details, it's this, this shift happening in your brain. And here what the greatest sort of emotional need is, is for security and intimacy. If you think about it biologically, it's almost like a little nesting phase as your body is waiting kind of to see if it's pregnant or not. And so this this idea of being a little bit more protective and internal and then noticing details and noticing potential danger is evolutionarily very beneficial. But where it gets us in trouble in our relationships is it often presents as an urgency. This has to happen. I can't live like this anymore. And 
if you imagine someone on the outside of that who's just going about their day more consistently day to day and they're like you know the baseboards have never been cleaned before like I don't understand why this Saturday is the day that has to happen or that stack of papers has literally been there all month long and you've never said anything about it why is it so necessary right now but again the need there is for your space to be secure and of that need of intimacy and that this connection is strong and so the golden rules of the the luteal phase are to focus on creating an environment of intimacy and collaboration so if we think back to this idea of sharing mental load if you are just taking on everything right in follicular phase because you have all the energy you feel capable of doing all the things but then you circle around to luteal phase and you're now like I don't know why no one helps me I feel so tired your energy is dropping a little bit and you're just kind of like why why does no one jump in starting to plan ahead for this right if in menstrual phase you're aware that this is a problem this is a boundary that needs to be set or a conversation that needs to be had and make a note of that and then follicular phase introduce that like hey I wanted to talk about this I want to hear how you're feeling about it what are possible solutions and then as you hit that mid-cycle ovulation time you can come back and revisit that on that plan and say like this is what it will look like this is what I need from everyone else who's involved this is what I'm doing and really get people's buy-in to collaborate and and step in so that when you arrive in luteal and menstrual phase where that need for support is greater everyone's set up for success everyone's equipped to show up and support one another and the second golden rule is to shift from planning based on your current energy how you feel today do i want to do this today yes or no to planning ahead for the energy you will have if you are sitting you know in this internal energy if you're introverted like me that also means like i don't want anything on my social calendar like i i don't want to do anything i don't want to go anywhere um if you're more extroverted it may just be like I don't want to do as many things like there's only a couple things that I really want to do or certain people that I want to hang out with at that window is not what you're planning for it's the time to reach out to people schedule things as you're looking forward to you know what next week or in a week and a half that energy is going to pick back up and I'm going to want these things on my calendar I'm going to want to do them but I'm not going to want to plan them because I'm going to be in this more like big picture focus that does not care about the details doesn't want to google restaurant ratings and call about reservations you can then start prepping so that you're set up to have more days where the things on your calendar and your energy are matching up but of course you're not going to know what you need or when you're going to need it until you get really familiar with your own patterns and the best place to start there is to track your energy what you're noticing, maybe your motivation or focus from a monthly perspective. If you've been feeling stuck on what or how to track or just want to have some accountability in the process, I want to invite you to jump on the wait list for my three-month cycle-seeking coaching program. And I'm so excited about this program because it's really designed to get you resetting what your default is getting off of autopilot and being really intentional with how you care for yourself 
and not just from a, you know, bubble bath and face mask perspective, but really giving yourself permission to live in a way that feels good, to live in a way that's honoring your cyclical nature and supporting you physically and emotionally to show up in the world the way that you want to show up, to show up for the people that you want to show up for. Applications will officially open this Monday, September 19th, but for those on the wait list, you'll get early bird access to apply on the 18th plus extra bonuses. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, but I also want to extend an invitation to anyone who's like listening and is like, yeah, this sounds great. Theoretically, maybe on board for coaching, but you're like, what is this about? What is coaching look like this applications for you as well apply get on the phone with me we can talk about exactly what it looks like to work with me any questions you have if this is even a good fit for you before making any kind of commitment so i can't wait to see your applications come through and to invite you into this transformation Thank you so much for listening. If you want more great episodes like this one, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, or wherever you listen, and be sure to share with someone who could also benefit from this information. And if you want to learn more about how I can help you stop normalizing your symptoms and start optimizing your experience, head to BriannaVegas.com or find me on Instagram at Coaching.